What's happening, everyone? It's James here to fill you in on this episode of the Arcade Attack podcast, all about the 2004 Xbox RPG fable. We look at how the idea came to be a reality. We dip our toe into the sprawling selection of combat options available, and also how the game fared upon release and how it's viewed now. Enjoy. Welcome to Arcade Attack. <laughs> A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Panic Boom! Good morning, good afternoon, good evening all, and welcome to another Arcade Attack podcast with me, I'm going to call myself the Dungeon Master today, <laughs> taking you through today's pod. I'm joined by the usual clan, although today I'm going to bestow some special titles on them, uh, given that the title we're looking at has a bit of a, a medieval flavour. Mm, yes. I see where you're going with this, but yes. go on. You will see, you know where we're going with it anyway. We've got uh, to my left... Archbishop Adriano. <laughs> Archbishop Adriano. Wow, I thought on it. He was going to be an Archduke, but I kind of made him a bit more it. holier than now. <laughs> um, we've got to my right, we've got King Keith. King Keith. I like it. I, I like couldn't it. find I could anything, any other medieval title that that's started fine. with K. That's fine. It's like I the just, best one, isn't it? Yeah. So I'll take it. Divine intervention. <laughs> um, and then we have Duke Delano. Duke Delano. <laughs> nice. That's oh, better Duke than Duchess, Dan. which a lot of people yes. call me. So. What's your, what's your name in this game? Oh, I'm the Dungeon Master. Oh, you said yeah, Dungeon Master. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't call me like Chicken Kicker or something like that. Some people are already going to know what this is all about. Chicken Chaser, isn't it? I don't know. I've forgotten that. No, I think Kicker's pretty much yeah. the yeah yeah <laughs> so with all that out of the way you might be wondering what on earth we're all going on about um and the pod today is in fact about the legendary medieval rpg fable yes mm-hmm. fable so put your hands up in the room who hasn't heard of fable who hasn't heard of it oh you've heard of it though keith haven't oh, you? oh i've heard of it sorry so just we've heard. all heard it. I just heard. Played it i heard the first just thing. heard yeah? <laughs> yeah um and i figured pretty much like there would be kind of no hands up, even though Keith's kind of gone. Um, <laughs> so, blame it, well, yeah. so he's in for a bit of a, a bit of a treat today because he's going to find all, out all about it, which is good. Um, so, in one form or another, whether it's playing it, watching it, seeing trailers, hearing about it from friends, or, or kind of just experiencing one of the spin-offs or something mm. like that, um, we've all experienced it in one kind of mm. you know level or another, which is good. So. <clears throat> What we'll do then is, of course, we know we know Keith's experience here because he's saying basically, basically sit back numb. and just soak yes. it all up. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, but we'll do a quick sort of round robin, sort of experience-wise. How do you know the game mm. Fable? This is the original 2004 game. Mm. So, Keith, obviously, we'll start with you. So, minimal, minimal, yeah? and recently, kind of like looked at some videos. Well, I've been watching pieces. a bit of YouTube. Yeah. I mean, I knew of it at the time, but obviously, I didn't own an original Xbox back then. Gotcha. Um, but I remember the big fuss about it, which I'm mm. sure you'll talk about the the choices and and how that oh, shapes the yes. adventure and things like that. Mm. So I was aware of it, but yeah, fortunately I haven't played it. Mm-hmm. That's good though. I like that because mm. then you're kind of you yeah. know you're you're kind of sitting there just on a bird's eye view, soaking it up and yeah. kind of excellent. Delano. Mm. Well, I'm going to mention my mate Craig again. Hello, Craig. So my my old uni mate, um, avid listener of the show, aren't you, Craig? No, he's not. He, he, listens, <laughs> <laughs> he listens when he can be bothered. Um, he had it. 
and he let us have like looks at it, but not like a proper go at it. I'm still I'm still miffed, mate. And then as soon as I got a 360, I think it must have been one of the ones that was backward compatible. Actually, I think I might have got anniversary, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm getting it now, and I'm going to play the whole damn thing through. And you know, I don't complete a lot of games. But I did complete so high board. praise indeed. High yeah. praise because the, the funny stuff that he was like, obviously he would show us while he was playing it, and the various stages that your character is in. He'll be like, "Look, I've done a load of bad stuff. Look at my character now." I'm like, "Oh my god, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Thing? What is this?" But then, yeah, so I got Fable Two and Fable Three, and I'm a bit of a not a fanboy, but I do like <laughs> enjoy the games, enjoy yeah, the I games, do. which is good. All right. Archbishop? <laughs> yeah, well, a bit like Keith, I haven't played it until very recently. Uh-huh. Which is not like Keith, really, to be fair. Not a bit Keith. <laughs> um, but I did hear about it at the time, and I knew that Lionhead Studios made it. Mm-hmm. And I knew, and I'm, I was always a fan of their games. And it, they got some uh, links back to Bullfrog as well, which I don't know if mm-hmm. you talk about. Uh, but I knew that I've always liked Lionhead games. I love black and white. I, love, I quite enjoy black and white too. So it's a game that mm. I, it got my attention. And the, again, I don't want to spoil it, but the, the choices element was at the time unbelievably, unbelievably new. So I was like, mm, this yeah. game looks really exciting, mm. but I didn't have an Xbox. And then I kind of didn't have an Xbox. Well, I had an Xbox 360, but that was more for my, my son. Mm. But um, my, uh, my middle son, he's got an Xbox Series S. I don't know what he's got. Something powerful. I think, I think, I think he's got a one. <laughs> He's not got the most recent one. He's got like no, a One S. He's got one. One. Might be the one I want to say he's yeah, got my one, one, isn't he, down there? The yeah, Xbox oh, One S. S. Yeah. I think he's a bit fatter, but I don't know. It's, mm. it's a, anyway, I said to my, my son Ewan, said, Ewan, my mate James wants us me, me to play Fable, so I can't play it anywhere else. I need to Let make, me play Fable. I need to take your Xbox. He's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you're playing Fable? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, uh, I, I said, how much does it cost? And I think it, you can buy it for about £20, £30 on their shop. Oh. Or, yeah. or <laughs> here, we here, we here we go. Here we go. I mentioned today. We worked uh, out that you could get it for free on Game Pass. Uh, so actually, I said to Ewan, "How much is Game Pass for a month?" And so I actually I paid for Game Pass for a month. Oh my! See, see, you've converted. Well, I've only paid Facebook. But that's now. good though because yeah, he's in now. Because I've cancelled mine now. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've cancelled mine. I got sick of all the stuff on there, and I'm like, oh, I've got this massive backlog of games. So yeah, I now don't have that all Xbox we Live. Passed the button. <laughs> You so they yeah. passed the coin. Yeah, I passed the baton. We've lost you, one coin yeah. customer. Oh, don't worry. Someone else got another one. So yeah, don't worry. Xbox yeah. will be listening. Uh, maybe one for longer than a month. Well, we'll see. Oh, we'll yeah. see. But I have been playing Fable for the last uh, maybe sort of two, three weeks. In oh. and out. I haven't, you know, put a few hours into it. I mean, I mean, just on the. I mean, yeah, you, the, the back catalogue on the Game Pass is ridiculous. And then you get into things like that. And you think, oh, that's all right. I'll mm. play this and play it through. And you're like five, six, seven hours in. And you think, uh, yeah, this is going to be quite tricky. Yeah. So, <coughs> well, this is the thing. I'm not going to go back to it until I've got rid of my backlog. I've got about four PS4 games I haven't played. I've got my, my two Stadia games I haven't played. So, I'm going to get cracking with those. You've got plenty to be getting on plenty, with. Plenty, mate. Plenty. And some. Yeah, yeah. even without Game Pass. <laughs> exactly. But we still got the plug in there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Obviously, I'm, I'm sponsored. We need to be getting royalties or something. Yeah. This happens every time. So yeah, the fact is that we're going to talk about. I would say one of the greatest RPG franchises in Xbox history. Um, mm. Certainly, um, in in terms of around that time, um, very defining um, in in the game uh, Fable. And the fact that we get to kind of have a bit of an open chat about it is really really good. So before we do anything else, I wanted to start off with a quote actually 
um, that I found, and I, I thought this was particularly good. And I read it from a reviewer online. This was some years ago. Um, and I, I feel that it sets the mood perfectly. Okay. So user called the rugger rat, not rug rat, the rugger rat. I'm assuming, Interesting. I'm assuming rug rat was taken <laughs> on Probably. that particular forum by Tommy Pickles, no doubt. Yeah. And hey, <laughs> nice. He basically, or they put, should I say, you know that you know that feeling you get when your day is slowly turning to night. You have a book in your hand, you're covered in your favourite throw blanket with a hot cup of tea sitting next to you, and all is how it should be. You can mm. substitute book and tea for chosen yeah. refreshment or <laughs> maybe Xbox controller. <laughs> but that's how the game makes you feel, they put. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of that that pretty much is exactly um how it makes you feel on a base level but obviously there's a lot more action and a lot more kind mm. of turbulence than than just sitting there with a throw blanket on you but i thought that was quite a nice way of introducing it actually mm. yeah makes you feel comfortable playing the game which is mm. good so with that warm and fuzzy snippet under our belts we're going to go back to the beginning and have a look at the, the first rumblings yeah how did it how on earth did this this game come about and and how did it materialize into what we know now so, does anyone know when it first hit the shelves? When did something it 2004. Indeed, it was. It was, <laughs> it was something. <laughs> begins with an S. September 2004. January? October. October. Yeah, hit shelves in September 2004. We're going to rewind four years Okay, prior to that, um, when um, a satellite company of Peter Molyneux's Lionhead Studios called Big Blue Box uh, were actually tasked with the project of creating a new role-playing game. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, Never an easy feat with a role-playing game because obviously the communities are very faithful to the, Mm -hmm. you know, the the genre um, and it can sometimes come under fire. But anyway, that was, that was the task. So the interesting thing here is that Peter Molyneux chose to use a fledgling studio um, as, as the satellites to develop games. So these uh, smaller studios would receive the tech, the support of Lionhead. Um, You know, they were already a successful studio. Um, And as it turned out, it was a brilliant idea because it gave um, Molyneux overall control um, without actually holding full responsibility if the game wasn't quite as good as it lived up to. Um, and obviously it gave him a bit more freedom to go and explore other projects, um, invest in other areas, that sort of thing. So I think that's a fantastic little idea. Um, and I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to see kind of how many other companies and, and kind of lead designers have done mm. that actually mm. so but there we go um, so supporting uh, Peter Molyneux on the lead design team were uh, Dean Carter Ben Huskins and Mark Webley all of Big Blue Box as mm. well and just to give us yep. a little pat on the back Real plug yeah we've had Mark Webley on the pod before <laughs> indeed pre this is I interviewed him before I played Fable so I've probably asked him maybe one or two questions about Fable <laughs> <laughs> oh no um, I mainly talked to him about, about Theme Hospital and so forth and uh, Bullfrog games but you know it was a great interview so we might put in the show notes a link absolutely really cool guy definitely he had a big part to play in Fable didn't he so, yes yeah. yeah absolutely there were there were actually quite a few people involved I'll come on to that in a minute um, but it was very personnel heavy um but um, when roles were actually assigned um, and the brief of, a, of an RPG was, was um, you know, basically tabled, um, both studios actually struggled to then find a publisher. Mm. So they had the ideas, they had it all on the table, they had some plans, you know, they had all of this, this great stuff and no publisher at all. Um, in the end, guess who it was that stepped forward and offered to, uh, to publish and distribute? 
Mi- so it was Xbox. Microsoft. It Microsoft. No, it was I, indeed Microsoft. I'm surprised by that because Peter Molyneux, let's be honest, has got a huge name in gaming. Mm-hmm. He's I got- thought it was an Xbox thing before they even picked up the project, so that's funny. I yeah. didn't know that. No. Mm. Um, they, they, did, they actually uh, were reportedly struggled to find a publisher initially. But um, they've had huge success recently with Black and White mm-hmm. and Peter yeah. Molyneux with Bullfrog. Mm-hmm. How can yeah. you... Why would you not just chuck money at it and say, I'm well, there we it. well, as it turned out, it's, it, you know, ended up being quite a good decision. Mm. Uh, but they stepped in and offered um, Big Blue Box a contract. Uh, so brothers Dean and Simon Carter, uh, founders of Big Blue Box, um, then touted the idea of the game and said that it was going to be a role-playing game like no other. Mm-hmm. Bold. Very bold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've got a quote um, from the studio um, on, on their kind of uh, vision. And they said that the world would be a breathtakingly beautiful place filled with waterfalls, mountains, dense forests, populated with compelling and convincing characters with real personality, people who actually reacted to what you did. And I think the most important part is that last few words. Reaction. Yeah, reaction. Because if you think about NPCs in in... A lot of games. Yeah. They don't do much. <laughs> You've got a... No. There's a very broad spectrum of reaction. Remember... Yeah. Um, oh, what's it called again? Um, what's that board game with the rock in it? Um, oh, I'm talking rubbish now. No, you're not. What, what is it? Help him out, lads. What, what are we I'm talking? T- I don't know. The Jumanji remake. Oh! The, the rock. Yes, yes, oh, yes, 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 yes. The character... The, and he basically just has the same lines, yes. doesn't he? Yeah, just uh, repeats by, the same What's the actor called? He's really good, isn't he? <sighs> From Fight the Concords. Yeah. Um, I know his name. Hmm. But he's so funny and he just. It'll come to me, I'll shout out. Jermaine something? Are you, no, 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 no. Shout it out mid. Yeah, I'll okay, just shout perfect. it out. We'll let Keith shout <laughs> it out. But that, that, remember, he just kept repeating the same yeah. lines. It was very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we, we actually come to the question because at this point, it didn't have a name. Yeah, so we've got fantastic ideas. We've got a publisher. Mm. We've got all that kind of nuts and bolts on the table. What did they call it? Yeah. Does anybody know, for 10 points, and a jacket potato with cheese and beans, which I still owe Dylan, yeah, <laughs> from ages ago, um, any idea what the very first name uh, was was pushed out? And this was this was done in a bit of a hurry because it was in an interview. Do you know why? Do you know what? In a funny way, black and white could work quite well because it, you can make sort of like really good, you know, sort of dark choices uh-huh. or, or light choices. So in a funny way, that... Name could have, could have worked. Maybe it's an offspring from that. Possibly. It could have done. It could have done. Absolutely. I like the thinking. I like the thinking. Kind of different sides of the fence. Yeah. Anyone else? <laughs> it's a lot simpler than that. Go on. Essentially, uh, the very first name it was given was Thingy. Thingy. <laughs> I'm not I even joking. Th- oh, um, that's like that's like how I name projects. <laughs> it was, yeah, exactly. And it was it was labelled by Simon and Dean Carter of Big Blue Box, and they they essentially had no name for it, and they went uh, Thingy. Thingy. This, this game Thingy. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I actually quite like that. Um, further names were actually uh, pushed out along the line, um, some of which included Wish World. Wish World. Yeah. Nah. I don't know. It's a bit. It's nah. a bit. It's, it's wishy washy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and the other one, the, the other end of the scale, Project Ego. Project, Project Ego. Am I going? Was that just names? a jab at Peter Molyneux though? <laughs> Ooh. 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 We're, we're, trying to, we're trying to get him on the show. We are trying to get him on the show. It wasn't a jab from me. I didn't call it Project Ego. Oh, Keith's. Keith, well, that's, that's how interviewed Dad now, isn't it? <laughs> Wait till he plays it properly. Kill your chance, mate. But yeah, that, those are some of the, the names among many others. But um, in the end, they chose Fable, and I'm not sure about you guys, but I'm kind of glad they chose Fable because yeah, I just thinking. 
I just, it's better than Thingy. It's better than Wish Run. It's yeah. certainly better than Project Ego. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the does anybody know the? the and we talked about uh, personnel, and it, it was quite personnel heavy actually. The the, the team developing this. Um, does anybody know the rough numbers at any one time that we're working on the game? It's yeah. a bigger game in it. Oh. Well, we've ah, but we've seen games before where I mean previous podcast we did with things like Gears of War and stuff like yeah, that, that we said they had a, team, a, a relatively small team mm. do you want to lead me down the garden no, 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 no I don't want to make you say 20 when it's what, like 200 what I don't want you to do is completely undermine the number I've got <laughs> what do you reckon give me a number 50 I'm going to say I'll chuck 50 out there team of 50 okay Team of 51. Team of 51. <laughs> oh, that old chestnut. Okay. 100. Keeps it right. Okay. So we've got 50, 51. <laughs> Typical. Um, we got 100. So um, the actual development team consisted of anywhere between 70 and 150 personnel oh, no, okay. um, at any one time. Um, and the game took four years uh, four to years. to create using the famous Unreal Engine to mm-hmm. drive the visuals. Mm-hmm. I mean, 70 to 150 with obviously, you know, and I'd imagine, given that you've got Peter Molyneux, New Microsoft, is ever all involved, the work schedule must have been pretty heavy as well. Mm. That gives you some idea of just mm. how much detail and how many kind of different angles go into the game. Mm. Um, so throughout the process, they paid uh, particular attention um, to the development of the main character um, and the way in which they chose to go about mm. tasks, missions, interactions, etc. Adrian? I don't know if you're going to talk about this, but... Peter Molyneux now has now set up a new um, studio called Twenty Two Cans, and the whole point of it is to have twenty two people in in the team, just twenty two. So twenty, so a small group, small teams, or more indie projects. So that maybe I'm not saying he he got burnt out by those huge numbers, but he wanted to make he sort of rein it in since then. So I I, I think to be honest, the, the bigger the team is always a bigger challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in in any industry, to be honest, but in this where you've got a, where you want control over kind of every little thing that's going into the game. I mean that's tough. That's so a I, tough I, yeah, I have emailed twenty two cans, but to get Peter on the podcast, but no reply yet. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've sent him some. They haven't some got enough people to respond to your email. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they need that twenty two person <laughs> to manage all the emails. We need, we need to hire a PR person. No, no, we have twenty three. Then we haven't got the time for that. <laughs> oh no, no budget. <laughs> so <clears throat> choices is what we were talking about. You guys were talking about it as well, mm. um, and it is really important. So these choices would ultimately determine how others viewed your character mm. and how you would align yourself uh, with either a positively or a negatively charged individual, mm. um, and that made significant changes not just to yourself not just to those around you but the world as well so it there, there was Amazing. kind of this evolution going on mm-hmm. um, in the game which was never ever seen before mm-hmm. um and and mm-hmm. some say hasn't really been seen that effectively since potentially mm-hmm. you know if you think about the platforms they were using and the technology they had mm. again tough ask yeah well james i think they got the idea a little bit from one of their previous games black and white which mm-hmm. I know it's a completely different genre right? some of a, you know, it is, choices yeah. it's all about choices but yeah you can, you've can got yeah. like a pet haven't you mm. like, and you can be mean to that pet or mm. and you can be mean to the people living in the illusion they're really mm. nice and you can, you're basically a god in the game mm. it's a brilliant game black and white and I think maybe they thought well, that's an interesting idea mm. let's put it into a different genre and expand mm. but I remember reading about that in magazines going this idea that you can be a good or bad um character yeah. like like imagine mm. Zelda but you could be like a badass link mm. I was like this is a game I want to play yeah it, it, it's it just adds infinite amount of levels um mm. and, and layers to it mm. to a game we're going to talk that about that a bit more and give you a kind of a, a flavor for those that haven't experienced it yet um and, and I would like to think once we kind of finished here today that it would inspire some people to then go do you know what 
I'll, I'll pick it up and have a go. Yeah. Um, cause it, I, I really do think everyone should experience it. So, uh, all the other stuff that was being pushed out at the time, um, uh, the game would also include things like magic, sword play, a variety of weapons. You've got hand to hand, long range, etc. Mm. Um, you've actually got a fairly intricate leveling system as well. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the behavior system of the NPCs being quite, um, being quite intricate. Um, and that's based on your actions. Um, and also, uh, I'd say a relatively non-linear story system. Um, some would say completely open-ended. Mm. It depends how you play it. Mm-hmm. It really does. Um, you can kind of rush to the end. You, you, you can, um, and that would make you think that actually it's quite linear. Um, but then if you if you sort of take on a lot of the side quests and really sort of immerse yourself in all the little things like running races, picking apples and that sort of stuff, it then becomes a bit more of a, you know, in-depth, mm. in yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this, this allowed you to obviously, you know, choose different missions, go down a different path, and we'll come on to that uh, in a bit more detail later on. But the ingredients that were being put into the cake that would become Fable um, were, by anyone's standards, ambitious. Mm-hmm, yeah? yeah, I think that's a word that, that was <laughs> thrown around quite a lot. But we will come on to the, the gameplay a bit later on <clears throat> in terms of what, uh, you know, the player actually experiences. But it's worth noting at this point in the game that um, games development that Peter Molyneux was he was so enthused by the promise of the game um, that he actually publicly stated it would be the best RPG ever Um, and aggressively and I and I I, and I quote aggressively promoted the title Mm. Um, uh, so for one reason or another the aggression um, seemed to sort of dampen the reception somewhat and it even had some reviewers and critics scoring it down because of the massive hype it was getting happens it happens you you overhype something you can't deliver I mean cyberpunk so my question really yes indeed yes Yes. but my question is you know I'm, I'm just wondering how how forthright and pushy much must you actually have to be to affect the review scores of a game before it even comes out mm. um you know is is it right that i mean it's going to happen one way or the other of course because hype is all about the release and everything and everyone's you know got a picture in their mind of what it's going to be like <laughs> but where do where well, do we kind of draw I that line it there depends, you know? doesn't it was it just a case of him hyping it or was he promising things that ended up not being in the game was he because if you were over promising a bit like cyberpunk. If you're over-promising and then the reviewers play it and go, well, this isn't in there. He said it was going to be like this. He said he'd be able to do yeah. this. There, then there you can a, kind of understand point. it. Yeah, it's a great um, point. There is, there is a little bit more on that later on in terms of the okay. promises versus delivery. But uh, I, I think, I believe from looking at the, the interviews and reports and things like that, I think it was more to do with the behavior the way of the, the, the kind of, you know, the promotion mm. um, that actually kind okay. of rubbed some people, not everyone, some people actually sort of um, liked how aggressively it's still it was unfair to score it down based on that, well, though, isn't it? Is it? Got, well, it is. You've got to review it based on what it actually is. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Because if you if you get it forced down your throat before it's even released, do you want to play it? It's, it's Nintendo you know? don't do that, do they? They're quite subtle how they promote their games. I think quite clever. They almost put these directs out. They show the evidence, and then they wait for the reviews to roll in. And I respect that. I think in a way a bit more. Whereas saying it's the best game ever before it's released, that you've got to be very. You've got some big, big companies <laughs> yeah. to do that. Don't you, you? You, you, yeah. you have, and you've got big boots to fill if you're. Because you're set. Track record. He, let's be honest, Peter. Whether you love him or hate him, has had some huge hits in the past Absolutely. and has changed genres. Mm. Yep. So you are he, setting yourself up for a massive backlash. But he's though. known throughout the community, a lot of the community, for that overstating mm. of things. So mm. it's followed him around for how many years now? Some. Almost 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it literally is almost, yeah. isn't it? 
Feeling old again. Yeah. So, does anybody know when uh, when when it was first released, or when it was due to be released, um, which platform it was originally scoped out for? Where was it going to be released on? Because it was not the Xbox. Do you know what? It, it, it sounds more like a P- PC game, because I know that's where Lionhead did originally, PC games. So, PC was pretty much one of the ones it was, that was always going to be released on, mm. okay, alongside a console. Dreamcast. Dreamcast. No way, not Dreamcast. Keith is correct. (laughs) Um, It actually was developed to land on the Dreamcast. Um, Although due to it being discontinued, um, the next choice of platform was, of course, the the brand new Xbox. Um, So in September 2004, Fable hit the shelves. I could Um, see it on Dreamcast, just just the look of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you it, not think, though, why, why can't it be on all the consoles? I know they had an exclusive deal, but imagine how many people would have bought Fable. I, I've always wondered that, and I've actually, mm. when I was kind of writing this, I did think to myself, do you know what, like, how much bigger could it have been if it was multi-platform? Even, even in the later games, you know, or even if they did a bundled selection mm. and released it now, for example, you, you know, because you have got, there are other developments coming along, yeah. which I'll, I'll tell you about later, but, yeah, it does beg the question. It's a good question, because... It's an unknown, isn't it? Yeah. It's an unknown. Um and it and it and it's all big. And this is only on one platform. So we'll come on to that in a bit. But good question. So um we're gonna look at how it landed, reception, etc. Um but it's worth uh, noting other platform releases um that it got following the Xbox. So there's only a couple, but the first release, September 04, it was available as we've just said on the Xbox and Windows. Okay, PC okay. PC was pretty much always gonna be the case. Um, it was also due to be released on the Mac. Okay. <laughs> now, here comes the interesting part. Um, and it was due to be released in 2006. Okay. So already two years after mm. it originally came out on the Xbox. Um, but um, the licensing on the platform became such an issue that it took another two years. Wow. <laughs> okay. To clear all the red tape up mm. and land on, on Mac OS. So four years after the original release of Fable, it landed on Mac. They finally got it on Mac OS. Wow. Four years. <laughs> yeah, they got it on there though. Come on, four years though. <laughs> years. Played it, completed it ten times. <laughs> oh, it's on Mac. It's like no, like Mac users are like no spoilers, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just they listen to this podcast going, what? what? Why are you spoiling for me? <laughs> so yeah, just madness. But that's that's licensing for you. And we've talked about it loads of times, haven't we, in, in other pods about licensing and how it ties up games and yeah. development and stuff. So there it is again, rearing its head. So. <clears throat> Whilst we're talking development, um, it would be impossible not to talk about one of personally my favourite components of the game, which is the music. Mm. Yeah. Um, so the score for the game was composed and conducted by Russell Shaw, uh, he of mm. Theme Park, mm-hmm. oh. Oh. Syndicate, and ah. Magic Carpet fame. So Bullfrog. Yeah. And Adrian's like, Theme Park, way! Oh, I love Great this. game. I love Magic Carpet is great as well. I'm sorry, but so uh, to be fair, was ahead of his time. Mm. So all all those three great titles, as far as mm. I'm concerned, um, and actually, it's a really great listen on its own. Um, the soundtrack's actually a really good yeah. listen. Um, so the game's main theme, however, uh, was composed and conducted by none other than Hollywood music royalty. Does anybody know? Give me a composer. Give me a Hollywood composer. John Williams. He's no. gone too. He's gone too far. He's gone <laughs> too far. Well, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Some would. Um, I don't know enough to, to venture no. any names. Anyone else? No. I've... Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. I, I, I have, <laughs> no, but I'd have thought you might have got it because because the composer in question has actually composed on Nine Inch Nails, dude. On 
I would imagine some of your favourite superheroes. Nine Inch, Nine Inch Nails guy. What's his name? What? We're all slumbers. What is Danny it? Elfman? Ah, oh, Batman. 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 Um, can you uh, can you name any of his previous works, films? He's worked on Batman. We just Batman. Said. What else? I'm Elfman. Well, Simpsons. Simpsons, definitely. Other films he did. Um, I don't know. He, did he work with Tim Burton on other stuff? Yes, he did. Oh, not Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, not Charlie the Chocolate Beetlejuice. Factory. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Hulk. Goodwill Hunting, Mars Attacks, Tales from the Crypt, uh, Spider-Man 2, list goes on. Yeah, I mean, he's, mm. you know, literally Hollywood royalty mm. when it comes to, um, when it comes to, uh, uh, music. So, but Danny Elfman, when he was brought on board, noted that Hollywood composers uh, weren't normally involved in gaming themes. Yeah, mm. at that mm. point, it, it wasn't no, a done true. thing. Yeah, it really wasn't. You almost had a bit of a divide between, you know, the Hollywood film themes and, and that kind of uh, part. And then you had game themes, composers, and they were they didn't really interact. Um, and his thought process was that due to the gaming composers usually opting for a synthesized version of an orchestra rather than the real thing, um, he kind of got the ump a little bit because he's obviously used to working with mm. full orchestras. So he insisted that they spend the budget on a small orchestra. Oh. Yeah. Um, and I've, I have to say, the theme is oh, epic. It's, great. It's, it's a great theme. It really is. And it does give it the whole movie feel. Mm. Yeah. And again, I don't know about you, but playing it again now, it feels almost a little bit odd having that game, but almost with a movie-type soundtrack. Mm. It's not really something that I remember um as mm. as well i've just picked it up again it's like wow this music's great so i mean it did cause some issues as, as russell shaw noted that it um, created additional challenges with more people more instruments more logistics mm. more money etc um but the results um i would say very memorable and actually quite a moving uh theme um and for a you know for a game to have a movie feel very different so are we keeping up so far, chaps? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are we doing? So, yeah. movie score, um, movie best score. RPG ever made. <laughs> what could um, possibly go wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just waiting for that question. So, so actually, you're going to want to know what what's it all about. What what did they put in it in terms of meat on the bones for the story? Because you've got to have a great story for an RPG. If you don't have a story, you're dead in the water. Yeah. Um, and I know everybody around the table has got different sort of ideas of of what the what the story is and how far they've gone in the game. So. But an important thing to note is very easy to get drawn into all of the layers and all of the story and all of the missions. And I think we all probably want to go home sometime this side of Christmas. Yes. <laughs> so we'll give you guys a bit of a, a nice little whistle stop um, to give you a flavour of it. And not to, not to spoil sort of the more important points of the game as well for those that haven't played it yet. So, um, yeah, so I'll go with the main plot. And what we're going to do is sort of tell you a little bit about the hero, the player controls, beginnings, mm-hmm. how things develop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, does anyone know where the game's set? Albion. Albion. West Bromwich Albion. West Bromwich. West Bromwich. West Bromwich. <laughs> it's all in West Bromwich. <laughs> yep, the game is set in West Bromwich. No, it's not. It's set in Albion. Um, and Albion is sort of a sort of a mishmash. England. Yeah, city-states, yeah. seas, forests, plains, islands, that sort of thing. Um, and the entire land previously, um, in, in when it was known as the Old Kingdom, as Dylan's just rightly pointed out, was actually ruled by a specific bloodline of people called the I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right or not. The Archon or the Archon? A R C H O N. I always say it wrong. It's Archon. Archon. I always say Archon. 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 Yeah. 
Ahon. Ahon. <laughs> so, known as the Old Kingdom, the, uh, the, the first Archon's rule was extremely prosperous, although the, the power from an ancient weapon that was present at the time, called the Sword of Eons, uh, corrupted the Archon, um, and eventually the entire kingdom. So by the time we joined the game, uh, and the events of, of the game, the world's kind of fallen into a bit of a shadow of itself. Mm-hmm. It's not quite what it used to be. Um, lots of like, law- like this year, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there we are, yeah. Um, lots of lawlessness, not much unity. Yeah, 2022. Bit- <laughs> yeah, exactly. People get hacked off, yeah. Petrol price, no, not petrol price. <laughs> Jeez, let's not talk about that. Yeah, right. no, let's not. Because, yeah, that's a whole other discussion. So, but we have sort of a, a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. So we've got the Guild of Heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this Guild of Heroes exists to train uh, various types of individuals from thieves to soldiers, guards, rescuers, etc., etc. Okay. Um, almost sort of the, the, the backbone of, of society, seen as a very reputable um, institution. So townsfolk from all over Albion can pay uh, for a quest to be completed by one of the heroes from the guild at any time. Okay, so a, a very useful service. Mm-hmm. Um, wish we had something like that now. <laughs> so it's important to note. Now, this is important because I did say thieves. And you can't. Yeah, why would you want to be a thief? You can't train a thief. Well, they can. Yeah. But it's important to note so no judgment is passed by the guild on the doings of their students and graduates mm-hmm. once trained. Yeah. So, it, for example, if you were to train as a thief, as we've said, if you go out and thieve and steal, there's no judgment passed mm-hmm. by the guild whatsoever. It's a bit off still calling themselves a hero's guild, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just yeah. the guild. They but they have heroes asterisks. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they do a lot of good as well, you see. Mm. But they, they kind of turn Just their back. Just gloss over the other stuff, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> yeah. Who, you you better walk up and tell the main sorcerer, you know, excuse yeah, me, sir. Some true. of your past alumni. We've got this thief over alumni. <laughs> Look, he's got rubies in his pockets now, as you speak. Thieving alumni. <laughs> oh, dear. So when, when we open the game, we are but a young boy. Yeah, but a, a young, young boy. A whippersnapper. A whippersnapper, ankle biter. In the village of anyone know the village name? Come on, Adrian, you've played it recently. Uh, What's the little village called where he grows up? Croydonia. No, nope. <laughs> Oakvale. Oakvale. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like Croydonia, thankfully. Um, but it's very, we, we see it at the start and it, it throws you right in because it gets very quickly overrun by a, a group of bandits raiding homes, setting fire to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually quite brutal to be fair before that happens you, you you can make a few choices already can't you, you can make a few choices indeed so you there is a, a, a small um sort of Sort of tutorial, yeah, it's a tutorial, um, yeah. but it's it's quite open. And they say, yeah. if you do that, one of them is you find this uh, this this man obviously cheating on his wife. Correct. And he says, if you keep quiet, I'll give you a uh, you know a coin. Mm. Yeah, so and you take his money, and you can choose just then. Am I yeah. going to be good or bad? And it's really and then the guards catch you say, when you're older, you can't do this. So they, what's they, the good option to grass uh, well, him up? No, yeah. you, you can grass him up to the wife. <laughs> You can grass him out to the wife because she wants you to go and find yeah. him cheating. Right. Oh, so, okay. so what you can do is go to him, promise you won't say anything, take his money, take and go money to the anyway. woman and get her money as well. Okay. <laughs> so that's what, exactly what I did. Exactly what yeah. I did. Yeah. Well, who wouldn't? Yeah, but, but it, I think what that does is it lures you into a sort of false sense of security because mm. you think later on that decisions are going to be that simple. Yeah. When, in fact, if you make a decision to do a bad deed... You, you do see the consequences, yeah. but okay. we, again, we, we we will come on to that. So, it's, but it, it kind of laying the, the groundwork for what you're going to do later on in the in the game. But with the whole of the the village in ruins, uh, burning around him, um, he's visited by a character called Maze. Mm, yeah. 
Yeah, a, a, a large sort of mystical looking man like being. I won't call him a man because it's he's sort of a I don't know, sort of a magical. Yeah, he's, he's like half armored, magic, yeah. half man. He, very strange looking, yeah. but obviously you wouldn't want to mess with him. Um, and he tells you that he believes you're special and that he will take you to the Heroes Guild to begin training as a hero. Okay, which is a you know obviously a bit Probably of a shock. Like a seven year old kid, I'd say. Would you say um, around that kind yeah, of area. Quite young. Yeah, yeah, very young kid. Um, and then what what happens after that is you, you actually spend years in the game, not in real time, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but after years in the game, uh, the hero has honed some of his skills, and you can actually then take on some you know very small missions, explore parts of the map, um, and this is where you get a chance to try out the combat system, and you can mm-hmm. use food inventory items, spells, that sort yeah. of thing, mm-hmm. and you get little tests as well. So you go into like a mini arena, and you get tested on combat skills and mm-hmm. things like that with a with your counterpart called Whisper. Mm-hmm. who is um, sort of a young lady also training as well, mm-hmm. who thinks she's basically the dogs, you know what. <laughs> These knees. Um, yeah, and in fact, you, you can. I wouldn't say you can beat her quite easily, you but almost, if, you, if you pay attention, you can. Yeah, the cat's whiskers, or in her case, the cat's whispers. <laughs> the cat's... Oh, Jesus. They started. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. So... <clears throat> um, Maze then reappears uh, essentially after after a time once you've kind of um, had enough of, of that basic sort of tutorial, um, and he instructs him to infiltrate a bandit camp near Oakvale. Um, and I remember Agent telling me about this recently. Yeah, he was he was very chuffed with himself when he went up to the bank uh, the bandit camp. Um, and the hero does just this. You can you can go into this bandit camp, and he discovers, in fact, there is a blind seeress. Now, for those who don't know what a seeress is, this is essentially a fortune telling mm-hmm. sorceress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for those uh, less in the know. Um, and she lives in the camp. Now, little does he know, but he does find out that this is, in fact, his sister. I thought you weren't going to do many spoilers. <gasps> no, I'm, I didn't say any. <laughs> I didn't say any. I didn't say any. Does that happen right near the beginning, though? I suppose it, it's, it not, is, it's, it's not, it's not so bad, again. is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's, a, there's obviously a big battle. You have to defeat the bandits. Um, and you have to also defeat the bandit king. What's his name, Adrian? Twin Blade. Twinblade. Twin Twin blade. Blade. Like Sounds that. like a Gillette advert, doesn't it? Twin blade. <laughs> yeah. With one sword, Twinblade. When one blade isn't enough. <laughs> yeah. Twinblade. Twinblade. Um, and what, what, what choice do you get, oh. Adrian? What choice Basically, do you get? Yeah, you've defeated him in battle. Bit. There's a bit of strategy to it, so it's not just hack and slash. There's all these guys in there. Guys, you have to wait till he puts these big swords in the ground and mm-hmm. hit his back. And eventually, when his life is pretty much depleted, he says, finish me. Kill me, or, or at least go. You know, and you can choose whether to walk, walk away in, ah. in victory or finish him. You can, and that is probably the first big choice that you mm. get in the game. Um, and if I've spoiled that little bit, I do apologise. But it is, mm. it is to kind of illustrate the fact that they do give you some mm. some quite key mm. choices. Yeah, um, and essentially taking one of the bosses, um, and you then you then decide whether to just obliterate him mm-hmm. or. To spare him and walk away the what, bigger man. What so, was your choice when you played it back in the day? I spared him. Yeah, same. I spared him. <laughs> See, I don't know what it was. Say no. Adrian's <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not my friend anymore. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, I, I, no, I thought when I when I Fable was about making choices. I'm fed up of playing Zelda games where you always have to do the right thing and be nice to people. Oh, okay. So I thought this is my excuse to be a badass. You see now, you see now, my Zelda kind of experience is like your Fable experience, right? Yeah. So we're kind of polar opposites here. Ah, there you go. Um, so I was like, I'm going to do everything naughty in this game. Fair. So I, I, I took Twin Blade down. I destroyed him. But do you know what? The, the important thing is that, that that we're going to come on to in a minute is the fact that actually doing 
you know, bad deeds isn't a bad thing. Well, exactly. Say. The guild still respects me. They do, right. but, but yeah. also it, it's that's you carving your path in the game. There's mm. nothing to say you can't do bad deeds and that it's going to spoil your experience. It won't. It actually, mm. you know, if that's what you want to do, mm. it actually enriches your experience. Am I allowed to say there's multiple endings? You are, <laughs> of course. <laughs> actually, <laughs> you're in I was going to say it, but there's a spoiler for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you kind of expect that maybe, though? Definitely, with all the choices. Oh, I yeah. thought there'd be more than four, to be honest with you, but yeah. Exactly. Um, so as the story unfolds, the hero discovers uh, lots of truth about his family, who was behind the destruction of Oak Vale, um, and what he has to do to, to avenge it, um, which again, choices, multiple choices. So players will encounter several bosses um, and be exposed to a multitude of weapons, spells, upgrades, which can all be used at will, um, and where the player chooses. So it really is, the customization is is, is huge, mm-hmm. um, making for a very satisfying experience on, on the gameplay front, I would say. Um, so so the key part of the story is the choices as we've already said it gives you along the way and how these really do make a difference so as I said um, I asked you about whether you chose to spare or to kill the bandit king um, and your choices play into something called alignment mm-hmm. okay uh, it's an alignment system in, in the game which sees you develop as either a positively charged or a negatively charged hero or anti-hero mm-hmm. um, and it adjusts uh, throughout your whole journey um, and can be affected by every action pretty much big and small yeah so for example if you go walking around people's houses smashing the barrels outside their homes and they see you do it yep, um, bad deeds bad deeds yeah, you get you, turfed out of town you get turfed don't out. You? you do yeah you get chased by guards um, if you steal food or you abuse a spouse yes indeed you can have a yeah. spouse in this game yeah, yeah relationships um, you are seen to be doing an evil deed or if you just batter twin blade without a bat and an eyelid yeah. <laughs> um um, if you do side missions to help people find items, cure the sick, or rid an area of creatures, for example, you'll have done good deeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so depending on how much you carry out of each type of, of the deed, that will determine how positive or negative you'll become in your development as a hero. And it affects your appearance as well, mm-hmm. quite dramatically. Yeah. Um, if you, if you sort of are holier than thou mm. and essentially go through helping people all the mm. time and you, you refuse to do any bad deeds, you literally develop to have a halo on really? your head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it does. It gets re- it gets gross from faint to like kind of like, eh, it does. It wow. is. Do I get devil horns then soon? Well, as the evil, the yeah, tail. you do. I, you basically, you, that's you, all they've done they've just basically if, yeah if you do bad things you turn into the devil if you do nice. good things you turn or, into yeah, a, which, or a, a fable kind of representation mm. of but yeah mm. you, you end up having sort of dark glowing colours and oh, you wow. look very 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 sinister and, and people just sort of give you a massively wide they like a mm. twirly moustache and... <laughs> oh. there is a tash as well oh is there yeah, yeah. I think, well you can customise your you character. Can. You can customise your hairdo, your tash, yeah. everything. There you yeah. um, go. All in the name moustache. of looking evil. <laughs> um, but it, it, yeah, your your basic appearance actually changes. And you, if you want to add to that and kind of make yourself look even more dastardly, then nice. days, you can if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> so that we're talking about sort of appearance, and and to be fair, um, some some would say most importantly, this also shapes how the people in the wider world see you and the reputation you hold. With the reputation is key in the game, yeah. Um, so the question really is, what type of hero do you want to become, and how do you go? Badass, yeah, <laughs> bad man. Adrian is fed up with Zelda telling him to do good deeds, <laughs> yes. so he's had enough of that, and he's going to go and tear everybody a new one, yeah. yeah? 
Um, so yeah, how, how do you actually play it then? How, what, what do you actually get control of? What can you do in the game, etc.? So the gameplay, um, we've, we've talked about start as a young boy, you get a small tutorial and you get the basics of combat, spell casting, archery as well. Archery is a big part of the game. Yeah. So you can do, um, hand to hand and, and range combat as well, mm. um, which is an interesting kind of, um, combination, mm. um, because it, it, you can do that sort of seamlessly in battle as well, which is good. Um, and you get given some simple drills, um, and there's little things like running races, collecting apples for a pie, those sorts of things, just right. so you can kind of get the basics, yeah, from all the, all the guild folk. Uh, you then get a final test with Maze, and he actually battles you, mm. and to see oh, okay. if you can hit him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's three times or something like that. Um, and then he lets you pass. Is, yeah. it, like, is, is it like Neo and Morpheus? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Stop trying to hit me. <laughs> yeah. It, well, you, I don't know. Do you actually hit him? Or, or does he just block it and say, oh, that's a hit? Or no, well, I can't remember. Does he actually no, get I think you can hit him. I think it was seven times. Maybe that's different to the PC <laughs> one then. Seven times. But yeah, he, he, he then lets you pass. This is, now, bear in mind, this takes years in game. Yeah. Mm. So you skip forward portions, um, of training. Yep. Um, so you don't have to go through, you know, endless amounts of tutorial and stuff like that. There are things in the, in, in the games well that they don't tell you in the tutorial that you kind of have mm. to find out for yourself. Mm. Um, but it's not things which are like hidden. It's mm. stuff okay. that's kind of relatively fluid and common sense. Yeah. Mm. Um, so as things progress, you can do, you can choose all sorts of things, weapons, clothing, spells, you can upgrade mm. pretty much everything. Potions, you can get tattoos as well. Oh, We're talking cool. about tattoos. Nice. We can get a tattoo yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, and you can even uh, have different hairstyles to shape um, your hero to your your vision. And sometimes with things like um, tattoos and hairstyles, they actually count towards missions and things like that. Yeah. Um, I think there's a mission where you you try and don't you don't there's a guy who wants to introduce you to his daughter but you must have a bowl cut you've got to have a bowl cut so you've got to go and find the card you need a card basically to to get this cut so you take the card to the barbers and they give you the cut okay if you want to do it, she must like what the Beatles, it. I guess. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Ringo Starr and stuff. Yeah. Bowl cut. When was that last around? Ninety-five, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Dwayne Dib- Dibley. <laughs> Dwayne Dibley. <laughs> yes. Dwayne Dibley. Brilliant. So, uh, attributes uh, as well. So you've got um, there's loads of these. So I'm not going to go through them all, but they're integral to how you operate as a hero. So headline attributes, you've got uh, strength, skill, and will. Okay, as the as the kind of top end stuff, um, and they include things like physique, health, toughness, speed, accuracy, and guile. Not Street Fighter, yeah. Um, just turns up as, a, as, a, as an extra bonus. <laughs> yeah, Imagine yeah. that's another. Thing. You must get the guile haircut if you. Yeah. <laughs> if you... <laughs> That'd be interesting. Bowl cut to guile, yeah. Um, and then you've got uh, will, which stands alone. Will stands alone, bless him. <laughs> yeah, which is your the amount of mana that you have to cast your your spells. Yeah, which is actually quite important because spells are quite um, useful. So all of these you can upgrade using experience. There's actually quite an intricate experience system, um, and as you'd imagine, you get them from missions, combat, etc. Um, and doing tasks um, and shaping your hero into specializing in certain areas so you can have them specializing hand to hand you can have them specializing in strength or speed or etc guile essentially means you can get people to do whatever you want them to do um, so or you can just go for a you know straight down the middle balanced approach so it's also worth noting and this is really important that good characters are only able to master certain spells whilst evil ones can do others mm. yeah? uh. so that you can you, every, everyone can use all the spells at a basic level if you want to master certain spells, mm. 
only a good or an evil character okay. able to do it. Yeah, which is it is quite interesting because because you could get all the way into developing a good character mm. and go, oh, I really wish I had this spell. <laughs> yeah, mm. as an evil character, but you can't use it. You just go and talk to some towns, and then you'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Steal some stuff. Swing your Burn alignment the other down. way. Yeah. <laughs> Just swing it the other way. Um, combat and spell system. It does take a bit of getting used to um, initially, especially if you've not played yeah. the game at all. There, mm-hmm. There's there's a, a lot like, of shortcut buttons. Yeah, a bit um, and I mean, I think there's the little arena at the start, you actually end up holding like three buttons to basically block and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds tricky. Once you've defeated a few enemies... It becomes. I love the rolling and stuff. Actually, after yeah. a little while, it's so like clever that. because mm-hmm. you can you can either you can either run around them like freely mm. and just attack freely, or, or just you, lock them. Yeah, lock them and then just kind of like roll around and stuff. Exactly, and and then because then what they do is you you block it. You can then roll mm. and then strike them on the side mm. or the back, which obviously does more damage. Um, so as Adrian, I think was saying earlier, there's a lot of strategy to taking on enemies. It's not just there is. A, and know. some of the boss fights. It's not just you have to use some uh, puzzles. Really, you have to use your brain a bit, don't you? You do because they've things. all got different. Some have range yeah. weapons. Some yeah. have uh, close range weapons. Mm. Some block a lot. Mm. You have to find a kind of weakness. Um, yeah. You know, and some are weaker to some magic than others. And if mm. you use certain spells on some, it makes them actually stronger. Yeah, it's. I really like the attack, like like the combat system. But I'm pretty sure that wasn't its most praised thing. No, it, it was. I, I think. I think they. I think it was what we call mixed reviews. Yeah, um, but no, it wasn't. And I think. I think really because uh, I hate to say it, I think that some potential reviewers. I don't think that they gave it enough of a chance. Perhaps mm. um, it, you do have to get used to it. Mm. It's not just a pick up and go type thing. Um, and it's well worth using that tutorial at the start mm. um, because you can't die. You know, you, you mm-hmm. basically have like a wooden stick, and then you get given an iron short sword. Um, but it's well worth going through that a couple of times because then when you take on your first, I mean, the first enemies you take on are like little beetles yeah, um, beetles. and wasps. Yep. And then you go yep. to a, a little picnic area and there's like this giant wasp, but it's as long as you're kind of like common sense about how you take on the boss, um, then you can actually defeat them quite easily. But it's worth going through that bit of grind at the start because you'll then oh, be yeah. like, it'll be like second nature doing the, the combat system. I, I take my time, James. I like the side quest. I like the idea of just not going straight into the story. So building up your, your attributes was mm. quite fun for me. That's why I haven't got too far in the game because I'm trying mm. to do... But you'll find you'll actually find that that does you well later on because mm. if you build up your attributes now, you'll be in a better position to then mm. um, kind of take on more later on because what some people do is they go straight through the main quests um, and then they find that they then decide, oh, I'm going to pick up some side quests, mm-hmm. and it all becomes a bit difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, it, it, it's there's a lot to be said for for kind of making sure that you you play the game you know properly. <clears throat> so, being as the game was first released on the Xbox, the game is of course geared towards the Xbox controller. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that said, mouse and keyboard work well, of course, if you are using. PC. No, I've been I'm playing Xbox. No, yeah, yeah. Yes. I am playing Xbox. So I'm using the controller. Man, that's amazing. Grudgingly. I can't believe you're playing it. One, that's brilliant. That's, welcome to the other side. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the bright side. Yeah. Could you be playing Forza Horizon next? Oh my god. Oh god. Can you imagine a mouse and people. 
racing games aren't too bad with the keyboard. I feel, I'd, give, I'd give that to you. Yeah. Well, come on, we used to play a Ridge Racer and stuff back in the day and high yeah. octane. And, a screamer on the PC. Screamer. I love that game. And I played it with mouse up, and keyboard. Up to go fast. Up to go fast. <laughs> Just hold up. Page yeah. up, page up. Hold up. Turn the corner. Still hold up. Um, but yeah, one thing that I think we, we should point out, and that's actually quite good that you're using the controller. Yeah, Because it is, it is. if you remember, I think um, when we when we did a, a, our Gears of War podcast some weeks ago, um, I think we, we discussed the fact that you actually went through the whole game without using the chainsaw. Because you couldn't yeah, find the buttons. <laughs> the button, the button, the button. Yeah. Which I thought was like, how can you go through Gears of War and not use the chainsaw? Well, I'm, you know, I wanted to make... Killing quite, you know, well, quick and being quite a nice person. I'd say well done. Because you, I don't know how you did it without using it, quite frankly. Um, but um, if you haven't heard about that whole controls debacle, then do give that a listen because it was quite funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, we we, we digress and uh, and joke somewhat. But Fable does, as we've already said, have a fairly intricate control system. So D pads, the D pad and, and the triggers actually become shortcut enablers. Okay, mm-hmm. for the for the things like spells, food items, weapons. It, it's actually really clever how they've done it um, without it being too f- too fiddly. Yeah, like because you were signing, don't you? You're signing, then you hold down the trigger. Exactly. Then it punches up the shortcuts, and then you just press whatever you want for whatever will you want, and that's it. So you can assign okay. almost anything to anywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and it's worth mentioning as well because you, you've got the D pad, so you've got four directions. But what you've got also is if you press the left trigger, you can then assign um, other actions mm-hmm. to up, down, left, and right. And okay. if you press the right like trigger. Yeah. Oh, you, absolutely. Yeah, you can fart. You can do a Cossack dance. You can do. Um, you can sing. You can, people love the Cossack yeah. dance. Um, people love a bit of dancing and a yeah. bit, of, you know, a bit of that. Get a bit of renown for that. They don't like the farting so much. No. Ah, what? No, you say that quickly. Can you say that? There's actually a, like a mini, like a mini mission at the start mm. where there's a bully actually bullying someone on a park oh, bench. Oh, yeah, and the fart does a good. Yeah, 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 yeah and, like the, that, and the guy yeah. on the park bench is like, "Oh, can you do something to get him away from me?" And you literally go. Like that. And, the, and the bully goes oh that's disgusting <laughs> I, know, I, mean. I just smashed the bully with my sword <laughs> wow. Wow. it's a whole other side of Adrian wow. is, yeah. Adrian's playing Fable the way it's never been played that's before <laughs> basically striking fear into the, the hearts yeah. of the villagers yeah oh my god <clears throat> so um, yeah, shortcuts uh, pretty much for literally everything, um, and you can you can assign almost anything to anything, uh, which is great because you can kind of lay it out exactly how you want it. Yeah. Um, so to give you a taste, and we're not going to go fully into this because again, this is something that if you want to go and look more on this, there's loads of YouTube videos, there's loads of gameplay and stuff like that, and there's some really good wiki sites as well that actually give you a, a really good overview of everything in the game. So if you kind of want to go and have a look at that, revisit it if you've not played it for a while, etc. Do do that. So, but I've just done a quick sort of whistle stop to kind of whet your appetite. So spells, of course, we've spoken about that they're, they're split into uh, attack, physical, and surround, mm-hmm. um, and you've got abilities such as lightning, berserk, ghost sword, summon, and mm-hmm. force push. Wonder where they got that last one from? Yeah, force push. Yeah. <laughs> uh, summon's a really good one because you can literally just summon a, a like a minion, not not a minion like <laughs> yeah, okay. but uh, like a you know like an undead or something. Yeah. Um, I like the slow time one because I'm like, <laughs> <"Slow>, <laughs> take bam, I'm like him like Sonic, like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and and, and you they do all sorts of different things as well. They're not mm. all just the same shoot a projectile. Um, you mm. do have basics like lightning, which you get at the very start, mm-hmm. um, which you kind of practice with. Um, and a lot of people stick with that because they've had it from you know. I'm guilty of that. I'm, 
changing the spells is quite difficult for me. I'm like, what mm-hmm. button is it? I just do lightning then. Yeah, I mean, Guilty. it freezes, not freezes, but it stuns enemies as well, which is quite handy. It's not as powerful as some of the others because it stuns, mm. but there you go. You know, you just have to basically take what you can get. But there's actually 18 spells in total in Fable, all with different effects, um, and all the spells are upgradable as well. So, and again, mastering them is dependent on where you align yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some are, some are both. Mm-hmm. Um, some you have to obviously be good or evil. Um, weapons are split into melee and ranged, um, mm-hmm. and they and then materials as well. This is really important. So there's, there's different materials of weapon, um, which obviously now we just kind of expect because you see mm-hmm. things like Oblivion, Skyrim, mm-hmm. um, you know, all that sort of stuff. And they have iron, steel, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And you, you, you kind of almost know the pathway of, you know, which is better than which. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've got iron, you've got steel, you've got obsidian, and then you've got mm-hmm. master. And as you can imagine, Master is by far and away the most powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's far too many to go through, but you've got things like swords, you've got great hammers, you've got maces, you've got cleavers, axes, uh, crossbows and longbows as well, to name but a few. Um, and then you've got uh, crossbows and longbows are made from things like oak and yew and stuff like that. So it's, it- The crossbowing and the longbowing, my, my least, my least favourite of mm. the of the combat system. I'm with a melee and will kind of guy and that's... That, that, the like Will yeah. Melee fan. Will, I'm a Will Melee on Holly on Holly Oaks. That doesn't really work. <laughs> on Holly Oaks, fail. <laughs> yeah, that, that I'm works. sorry to everyone that's listening. <laughs> These jokes just get even worse. <laughs> Will Melee. I mean, our American listeners are going to be like, not, <laughs> not an idea what we're on about. No. Yeah. Good. Sorry. For <laughs> that. <laughs> so anyway. Where were we? Um, so yeah, we. <laughs> I mean, huge scope in terms of shaping your hero, how they operate. You can literally mm. customize whatever you want and fight however you want. I mean, the, the, it's almost endless, yeah, because the amount of combinations across all those numbers is, is mad. So, as we said earlier in the pod, controls a little bit tricky to master, but once you settle into a sort of a preferred weapon or spell type, and as as Dylan said, he prefers the melee and, and the magic, which is absolutely fine. Some people will prefer the ranged, and so on and so forth. Um, so you can take on then most enemies and, and have good fun sort of defeating them. Mm. Um, you can also augment weapons as well, which is really handy because um, you can pick up augmentations, fire, lightning, mm. etc. Um, and it's you attach uh, almost like a, um, I want to say like a rune. It's not a rune, but it's a, it's a little space. Don't they call them runes? No. I, I don't know. It's not. It, they call it augmentation. Oh, okay. um, but right. it's it's... It's, there's like a little slot next to the mm. weapon on mm. the menu and you can add an augmentation. It's good because so, like, obviously some bad guys are more prone to fire attacks, lightning stuff. and then, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and uh, lightning and ice mm. and that sort of mm. stuff. And you literally walk around and if you've got like fire augmentation, your blade just glows. It just glows. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's so good. It's just the attention to detail is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, and they, of course, give you higher damage versus certain enemies and mm. additional effects as well. Yeah. So... Overall, customizations, controls, general feel of the gameplay is, is actually pretty advanced, mm-hmm. for, for certainly for the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and it pretty much executes everything it, it sets out to, to do, certainly mm-hmm. in terms of the customization. So I love it. I mean, the question, the question is that we have to ask ourselves, mm-hmm. did other people love it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, did they? Do we Ish. Know? What do you know? So, what, so Dylan, what do Did you know I, of what you heard at the time then? I don't know if, if it's Metacritic is in the 80s rather than the 90s. I don't know if I'm making it up in my head. Okay. But um, 
What did you think? Of, do you think it's? Ah, it's a ninety-something game for me. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I did find the controls a bit fiddly. I'm not going to lie. It is. I mean, again, the combat does take a while getting used to, but once you're in it, it's like it's good. But it's not the most intuitive thing in the world. But and it did. It just does suffer from like frame rate. I when 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 the screen gets this was on my on my three sixty. Yeah, I remember it just getting a bit kind of stunted when like when there was a lot of bugs and stuff on the screen and, and when yeah it was really choppy and that was that was actually one of the key pieces of feedback to mm, be fair uh, as well um so that it that's, slows a lot i think yeah yeah when you're kind of doing a lot of stuff which you have to do at a lot of time like you're kind of like throwing lightning bolts here you're kind of like diving around there's yeah. stuff coming at you it does kind of grind a little bit i mean i, I don't think it i don't think it takes away completely from uh, it, it, it it does i mean we're used annoying. to it we're used to, we're, we're, like, we're the 8 bit 16 yes. generation yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly you know what well, yeah the loading screens between different stages i found a little bit annoying annoying quite, quite yeah, that's annoying. but i guess yeah. we are we i remember waiting loading up amiga games i should be having it on c64 games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. being around your mate's house waiting for a c64 so, game mate going over your dinner amstrad tapes you know, <laughs> it's a small gripe, but like, yeah, to the yeah. point where I had to adjust the volume, yeah, on the thing. To, and that's, that's, did you know that? You had to adjust the volume to get the tape to load correctly. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On an abstract. What the hell was that? And there's me complaining sugar. about loading screens. Yeah, sugar. Yeah, sort it out, man. <laughs> so why, why are we moaning about loading screens? Though? But no, yeah. you, you are right. That That is actually mm. a key piece of the feedback, which was there were some bugs. Mm. There were mm. some bugs, and um, it, it, it was kind of noted um, at release, mm. that in fact um, it, it should have had less than maybe it had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so given the fact that it should have been, you know, the greatest of all time. But my Fable Two used to crash all the time. It, they have, they have, yeah. they have a history of this. But yeah, they do, they do. Form. But you know, the 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 fact that the game's so good, kind of, you know, you yeah. Just, have, you know, just let yeah. that slide. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love the game. But in terms of reception, um, Fable received mostly positive reviews from critics and audiences alike. Uh, many publications uh, giving the game high scores in their reviews, uh, which we'll, we'll come to in a moment. We'll do a bit of a, a pick of those. Um, but critics from some parts of the community did have some negatives to point out, as we've already discussed. So these include some saying the character design was bland. Now... I'm not sure about that. I, I, Did it mean the NPCs or the actual main character? I think it was a mixture of both. So they were trying. It to, is very kind of bland medieval England, but medieval England was kind of bland and stuff. <laughs> yeah, what, what, I, what, I, what are they expected? But then I think if the backdrop was too in your face, would then things like the spells and the weapons mm-hmm. kind of lose their? Yeah, you got to focus on the right things, right? Yeah. So I don't know whether that's kind of a, a bit of a weird bit of feedback to be yeah. fair. But uh, hey, I'm looking at it through not rose tinted spectacles because mm. I love the game, but. Mm. You know, I just thought that was a bit of an odd feedback. Mm. Um, mm. The shorter length of the main quest. Um, yeah. It, and, you can yeah. clock it quite quickly for an RPG. Yeah. That's why it's, I think it's more a sort of an action-adventure game more than, I was a, say, more I, I know than it, an RPG. It's kind of more like a Zelda game for me than an RPG. He, he wanted to make a, the best RPG, and he just made a really Obviously, good action-adventure game. There is like a lot of RPG elements, but so there's some in Zelda as well. Mm. So it's more, it reminds me of a... A Zelda game, in my mm. humble opinion, action adventure for me. Yeah, I, I think that's probably a fair point. And mm. and actually, I would argue that if you're finding the main story short, I personally don't think you've played the game properly. Mm. 
in my in my opinion. Yeah, why don't you fight the bullies and stuff? Go back to yeah. the, <laughs> the fishing, or, or just or just scythe yeah, them down yeah. with a sword like but, you did. Yeah. Yeah. There's loads of stuff you can do in it. I mean, you yeah, can just like, lose yourself in it for um, months. My mate, we didn't see him for months. <laughs> <laughs> he went. He, you're right, mate. He went. He, he went in what his, his name, ball. Yeah, Craig. Oh, he, went Craig? In, he went in bald. He had a, like long hair. You know, down to his bum. He was like got the long hair. Hello. Card, yeah. <laughs> Are you all right? Do you want some tea? Do you need some food or something, mate? I'm okay. I'm really I'm really focusing on my alignment. It's probably a good job he doesn't listen to the podcast. We finally do know what he listens. I know he'll listen to this. to this one. Hello, mate. Look, I'm talking to you from beyond. Oh, bless him. But there we go. So, um, character was bland, which we already said, short length of the main quest, um, and the lack of our, uh, ab- lack of the ability of our hero not to be able to have children. Mm. Yeah. Now, w- the reason for that is because obviously the community was, was told that was one of was the, that one of the promises. Yeah. Oh, wow. ah, okay. So one of the, one okay. of the kind of mm. things that was thrown out was that in fact it was so immersive that you could, mm. you know, court a lady, shall we say a lady friend, mm. um, and you could in fact develop a relationship. Okay. Um, and so on and so forth and, and go down that road if you wanted to do that you don't have to you could be a, a loner and you know you could be a landlord you could be a landlord <laughs> yes but it's like yeah you kind of kick the sprogs no sprogs no you can't um, they did in fact fix that in later games so mm. 2 and 3 had very much um, the feature of being able to have, have children but it wasn't uh, in the first one which was noted actually mm. by, by mm. a lot of reviewers um, and it um, yeah it did it did sour it a little bit because that was something that you know, was was due to be in the game. So there we go. Um, but it is worth pointing out, though, that the reviewers that stated the story was short, um, uh, in fact, when they did a bit of digging, they actually failed to explore any of the side quests. Um, so, but the thing is, though, you can... It's like... The way it engages you in side quests isn't isn't like something like Witcher 3. I don't know if you got any of you have yeah, played yeah, Witcher yeah, 3 yeah. yet. Well, um, well back, but yeah. Yeah. Um, like the way it kind of works in the side quest is kind of clever. It's kind of like it's kind of happenstance. When you with the with the with Fable, you've got the cards on the table, haven't you? Yes. And you literally can just ignore. You can just like ignore that. Like they'll they'll appear, and you can just ignore it. Like there's no there's no there's no allure to like go after them unless you're looking for an immersive. Yeah, I I, I think it depends on, on how you how you want to play the game. Hmm. I, I think if you want to get involved in the side quest, there's lots to do. There's so much to do. And also, the side quests, they count towards experience. Mm-hmm. You know, they count towards money. Upgrade, money, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Which you can then go and buy, you know, various weapons and spells and haircuts and whatever. Mm-hmm. So or, or pay fines. I, I, I might, well, you, most you, of my money goes to paying fines. Yeah, <laughs> jacking apples and smashing barrels. <laughs> and, like, you know. Is it wield your weapon? No. You pay your fines? Okay. Well, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how you get... pay fines. I just run away and the money gets taken away from me. It's like a red counter. Yeah, that's I'm right. Like, I don't want to pay a thousand. Oh wait, it's already gone. Whoops. <laughs> Too bad. Yeah, too bad. The game. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Um, it, I'm guessing you got no money left then. Well, and the funny, <laughs> he's like, no, I have a minute. I sold all of my stuff by mistake. I sold all my armor, so I was running around with just pants on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what have I done? So I had to buy. I had to get loads of money to buy some new stuff. Yeah. It's actually funny that you've, you, you union. You can say about it. Well, go on. The pants have got the union yeah, jack in it. Union jack on. <laughs> but it, it's worth it's worth mentioning as well. There's something called I, I didn't put this in, but it's worth mentioning. There's something called boasts. 
So, yeah. so what you can do is, is someone like a, a villager or a group of villagers mm. will you, you take a, take a quest, mm. okay? And the boast is that you can do something in addition to just achieving the, a result mm. on that quest. Right. So, for example, um, I'm going right back to the start here with the giant wasp in the picnic area. If you do it naked. Mm. Yeah. Now, when I say naked, it's not naked. It's without pants, armor. Yeah. Pants, yeah. It's just pants, basically. But if you fight this giant wasp in your pants, mm. you get extra gold and extra <laughs> okay. renown for it. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And nice. it, like, it's a bit kind of weird. But then, as you go through <laughs> you the can game, really rack up those boasts. Though, yeah, you can. Like, you know, yeah, you big know. time. And they can give you some real big, real mm. big scores. Um, it's just really a bit weird at the start when kind of mm. you've got these couple of guys standing there and they're challenging yeah. you to do it naked <laughs> and you think ask some questions <laughs> not, not, not sure about your motives chaps but okay I'm going to go and fight a giant wasp in the nud <laughs> okay if you like um, so yeah <clears throat> but um we, we've said about obviously the, the the reception so far, but Peter Molyneux himself um, had to make an apology. Mm. In fact, in regards to the fathering of the children issue, as we've said, yeah. because it was scheduled uh, to be a feature, but it was dropped. Mm. Um, so it was it was tabled. It was right there, mm. um, but they had to uh, they had to unfortunately get rid of it. It was, however, included in sequels, um, which we'll, we'll touch on in a bit. Mm. Um, so in in general, the game was highly praised for its depth of story, wide scope of combat options, uh, and open ended gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, giving players choice of path, as we've as we've said, is the headline. So, what did we get on the scores? So I've taken mm. six reviews um, of of sort of varying uh, scores. Now, Metacritic. What did you say, Dylan? I thought it was in the eighties. Give me a number. Eighty-eight. Eighty-five. Yeah. Eighty-five. Now, I thought from memory, I I thought it was maybe a little higher. I I would have put it closer to the ninety mark, but it is it is eighty-five. Yeah. So because of that stuff. Cause yeah. Because of, of the. The over-egging the pudding. And I think over-egging, maybe the, the, a couple of features that weren't in there. Mm. Um, and as I say, maybe some of the small bugs. Not being the best rate. RPG in the world. Quite time. <laughs> what, Quite. Was what was better then, RPG-wise? I, I, I don't think it was a case of having to compare it to something. Mm. I think it was just a case of living up Didn't to its own it. hype. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Um, Baldur's Gate, not the Dark Alliance ones, but they're, they are respected RPGs. Fantastic RPGs. Um, um, maybe, I don't know if they're better though. I don't know. Different. Yeah. That's the thing. They're not. There's, there's virtually no kind of similarities there, other than you know you can choose and upgrade weapons and that's quite a lot. Nothing, like, nothing like nothing like nothing like the Final Fantasy game. No, nothing like Skies of Arcadia. Nothing like no any of those Kingdom Hearts and all that all that business. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it was a case of looking at a direct comparison. I think it was a case of look, this is what it was said it was going to be. Is it? Mm-hmm. And if if you've if you've almost got like one percent of doubt, it's it's a no, isn't it? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Which is a real shame. Um, mm. But because it did affect, it did affect the review scores. Um, mm. But in actual fact, if you kind of if you kind of can live with those things, mm. I personally would have it low nineties. Same. Yeah, I'd have it low nineties because I think it is a superb game, and it's one that you want to carry on playing. And so many tropes of it have, have been copied by things like Witcher and stuff in like since. Definitely. So it it did lay the groundwork for a lot of how the what, inspiration what action, for yeah action adventure RPG games are like that. That's it. Um, we've got site uh, Game Pro, which was four mm. and a half out of five. Mm. We've got Game Rankings, which basically mm. just copied Metacritic, mm. critic eighty five out of hundred. Um, uh, IGN nine point three. See, mm. that's where I would have put it. Mm. Yeah, IGN would spot on, and GameSpot four out of five, which was one of the, mm. the sort of slightly lower mm-hmm. um, scores. But um, 
it's it's funny actually because there is a there is a bit of a contradiction with GameSpot a little bit later on, and I'll, and I'll pick back up on that um, because it's it's a really strange one. But how did those reviews actually translate into sales? Yeah, because that's what we want to know about. Oh, it sold a lot, didn't it? I'm pretty sure it sold, sold at least a couple of million. Well, during its first week alone, uh, three hundred and seventy-five thousand units mm. uh, were, were sold or were shifted, mm. um, which would then go up to six hundred thousand by the end end of the month. So in mm. one month, six hundred k. Um, now this is only on Xbox PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mac wasn't out yet, and it wasn't on any mm-hmm. other platforms. Yeah, so by March two thousand and five, um, going on to July two thousand and six, it had racked up uh, one point five million. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the US alone market, it took fifty eight million dollars. Um, and there's a publication called Next Generation ranked it as the twenty ninth highest selling game launched for the PS two. Uh, Xbox or GameCube between January 2000 2006. That's not to say it was released on the PS2. That's to say mm-hmm. it's just part of the yeah, list, yeah. all the games that released. Big. It is. Wow. Well, when they open it up to PS2, Xbox, and GameCube, mm-hmm. obviously we know some of the titles that were released mm-hmm. on there around th- those sorts of times, and it yeah. was a, it was a hell of a time mm-hmm. for gaming. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, so to be 29th in that mix, I'll take that. I'll take that any day of the week, especially given that you know some of the reviews weren't where mm-hmm. maybe they should have been. Well, lukewarm at best. Yeah. Well, there we are. So. Um, so that was between Jan 2000 and 2006. That's a six-year period. Wow. 29th in a six-year period across all platforms. And then they made the, the Xbox 360 version. Uh, yes, the, well, the 360 version was Fable 2, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, there was... Oh, oh, and 3. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about kind of how it was, because um, there's other releases as well that they've done and packaged in other ways, so I'll, I'll put a oh, pin okay. in that, but we'll, we'll come back to that in a minute. But to date, the original game has sold in excess of 3 million. Mm. Um, which is tidy. Mm. <laughs> That's a tidy amount of sales. Um, so, so moving it on, I mean, where where does that leave us now? Then, yeah, where does it kind of where did it go after that? So, the original Fable game um, continues to be a fan favourite mm. among gamers, and I think retrospectively, I think some people probably regret saying the things they said about it back mm-hmm. then because um, they look back on it with you know a lot of a lot of fond memories. I, I certainly do, and I love playing it again. Um, so, years after they've released it, so the franchise um, was born. Uh, after a Microsoft Studios representative announced that sequels would be appearing on the next-gen Xbox 360. Ah. Um, so sure enough, uh, both Fable 2 and Fable 3 appeared as promised. Mm-hmm. Uh, both had really good reviews um, and pretty much cemented the franchise uh, as one that gamers would be familiar with for, for years. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it, it is. You know, Fable's an Xbox game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Fable as, a, as an Xbox game just as much as you do Halo, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's also worth mentioning that in 2005, Lionhead and Big Blue Box uh, put out an add-on pack for the game on the PC called The Lost Chapters, mm-hmm. um, which was very shortly after the original was released, um, which expanded some areas of the story, beefed up um, some of the side quests. Gives, gave you, you gives like an extra boss fight, doesn't it? Exactly, yeah. It, it, it basically gives you... Extra. I'm not going to mention his name. No. Yeah, triple it wasn't twi- <laughs> <laughs> Triple yeah. Quadruple Mac 3. Mac 3. <laughs> Oh, Mac three with lubricated gel. <laughs> right, enough. Good enough. Stuff. No lubrication <laughs> necessary. Um, opinion was very divided on the add-on pack, though, whether it was good value for money. Um, I can't remember how much it was, but obviously it's an anniversary, so I just yes. it, you just take it as a given. You do, you? yeah, you absolutely. Um, I mean, even even anniversary wasn't that well received, though. Mm. To be fair, um, but again, was that because they left some of the original bugs in there? Probably mm. they could have ironed them out. Hey ho. So they've they've been three main games in the series, um, but you've also had offshoots like Fable Two pub games, 
Mm-hmm. I love Fable 2 pub games. I've never played it. It is so good. <laughs> it's, so in, in the main game, you can do mm. things like play blackjack, you can play pairs, mm. you can do all sorts mm. of stuff. Whereas in Fable 2 pub games, they actually have bespoke uh, original content games. Nice. Um, almost nice. like, um, there's one called Keystone, I think. Mm. Um, and it's, it's literally an archway of, of stones. And then dice get rolled, and then it picks a stone. And if you've got some uh, money kind of bet on one of those columns, yeah. um, it then pays out whatever the multiplier is. Okay. Um, and you've got various other games as well. But it was actually a, 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 a game on its own. Um, I think it, it changed price loads right. of times, but it, it ended up being very good value for money. But I played that loads. You've also got Fable Coin Golf as well again yeah. another golf another game. yeah well basically coin golf so you play oh. co- with a coin that and you it. oh yeah essentially <laughs> um, and there's uh, Fable Heroes as well that was a whole separate game yes <laughs> What? Not a full coin golf. No, no, it was more of a. But this um, is like an Xbox. This is when Xbox like, Live was, was around. It was yeah, just okay, thing, right? you had some. You had Xbox Live Arcade, yeah. which yeah, was, yeah. And, and they were they were sort of experimenting with um, a lot of like older titles, bringing them back, re kind of jizzing yeah. them, um, so on and so forth. And you had things like like Metal Slug on there, mm. didn't you? you? Had things like um, uh, there was loads of there were some of the Sega ones stuff, on there, yeah. Stuff. Exactly. yeah and this kind of melded into that kind of market um, I, I think they actually did reasonably well because mm. a lot of they were easy to buy they weren't that expensive mm. and you know Xbox Arcade was almost like a separate little mm. emulator area mm. so cool. yeah it's quite cool um, so yeah three three of those um, sort of mini games as it were um, to sort of take advantage of the, the gambling shall we say <laughs> in, in Albion uh, but the series was reinvigorated in 2014 with a Fable Anniversary Edition mm-hmm. um, had a massive graphics overhaul uh, more fluid feel to the gameplay still some of the original bugs they in left there. those sort of bugs in there yeah. didn't they um, but yeah it did suffer with critics however um, with them stating it didn't have enough new content to do mm. the original justice in, in the modern era mm-hmm. yeah that's Which, what I'm playing by the way you're playing the anniversary yeah, yeah. yeah. And I showed Adrian earlier when I, when I had an anniversary running on the the Xbox One. It's choppy. It, I don't know. I don't know. Why what, does it seem as choppy? It's a choppy. I've got yeah. I've got it. Might I've be got my one. Um, and I'm playing. I'm also playing the anniversary edition. Mm. And I, I know what you mean. I mean, I, I don't. The frame rate's not what we'd kind of expect. No, I don't know whether it's an expectation thing though, because I almost like kind of go into it with a certain expectation that there's going to be some bugs. I mean, it was a 360 mm. release still, but I don't know, even in... I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird one, but they... I think... We'll let them off. Oh, that's fine. Do we? Yeah, yeah. that's fine. I think the main thing yeah. is that, that, that there were some bugs still there, mm. which really, with modern so technology... So Peter's mm. listening. It's yeah. all right, mate. We'll let you off. Well, fine. You're, you're still happy. You know, you're still good to come on our show. We love the game so much that... You're yeah. Right. Perfect. So scoot forward to today um, uh, with Fable suffering a little more with recent titles not hitting the mark. So anniversary Fable Fortune. Um, and Peter Molyneux actually left Lionhead in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, and things obviously needed to change a little bit. So Microsoft uh, have in fact, that, I mean, there's a, there's been so many, if you go online and have a look at the sort of timeline, there's been so many things mooted for things like a collectible card game. Mm-hmm. There was um, there's offshoots galore everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost like it's getting a bit saturated with ideas. There's mm-hmm. no, no one kind of singing with one voice to say, you know, but Microsoft have basically said, look, just shut up for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're working on a new Fable game for the Series X and S. So this mm-hmm. will be next gen. Fable 4. 
Yes, indeed. Um, and Windows as well, but they haven't confirmed any timescales at all. They should do a, a card collection type game as well. You see how many of them are out there. Mm. I think the Fable universe would lend itself quite well to it. It would, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know whether the, maybe they're joining the bandwagon a bit late, perhaps. Is, yeah, it, is it, Do you want to start collecting cards if you're already doing something oh, else? Maybe. I mean, mm. Maybe. Depends on the price and all that sort of stuff, I suppose. But answers on a postcard. Mm. Um, so it'll be reportedly developed using Microsoft's in-house game engine, which mm. is used on the Forza series called Forza Tech. Mm. Very well. Uh, race cars in favour. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Racing yeah. chicken. Racing chicken, chicken or kicker chicken? Kicker chicken. What's kicker chicken? chicken. Okay. Oh, so there's actually. I was going to let you. Yeah, go, take it away. You might as well. I can't remember what, what stage of the game it is, but it's like you come across this guy and he's like, he has this game that you can play, and it's like it basically you have to kick a chicken onto a grid, <laughs> and if you get it, and Correct. if you land the chicken on the, a certain bit of the grid, then obviously you get a bit coin in that. But I just like I assume it's a I always chicken. missed. I always missed. Obviously, when I played it back in the day, uh, but I don't know how you even kick it properly. Have you ever practiced in real life? I take it. Not that anyone knows about. <laughs> there was a hesitation <laughs> there. <laughs> um, no. What's those feathers in your bank? <laughs> but yeah, you can. In fact, you can, well, you can actually randomly kick chickens as well. Yeah, you can. You can. Just I'm sorry, but that's half of back to Zelda games because you can. They're called cuckoos, aren't they? In Zelda, mm. but. That, if you attack the chicken, those chickens as well, they all they, they, they swarm. Oh, they? It's infamous, yeah. <laughs> never, no! never kick a cuckoo. <laughs> no. Again, so in summary, then newer fable titles have been uh, subject to, to numerous rumors, as we've said, possible spin offs. We said about a collectible card game, nothing's materialized. So do we think Microsoft's going to make good on their word on another instalment? You know, I, I'd like to think so. Microsoft are very much in the spotlight at the minute um, because of, you know, various purchases that have happened. Um, they've got a lot going on, a hell of a lot going on. Plus also, uh, I know we, we joke about it all the time, but things like Game Pass and stuff like that, lots to live up to it would there. Be a day, it would be a day one play on Game Pass, wouldn't it, if they had a play before? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, but, but it's, again, it's, it, they've got to live up They've got to live up to all the, all the stuff, you know. <laughs> day, day one. Hey, I cancelled mine. You're the one You're the one. <laughs> yeah, it's now. The oh, it now. Oh, no. <laughs> Go for it. But you're going to be looking out for Fable 4 on Game Pass. I know you will. Yeah? I've got some Cyberpunk to play. I think I, I, oh, my I, I, God. I, I, How much time, time have you got? got? I haven't got time for Game Pass. Well, I haven't got Literally, I don't think enough hours in the day <laughs> for that. Yeah? I know Keith's a fan, though. Are you a fan? fan like it? Ish. I have He's lots to say, there. but... I know we're going off Today off isn't the time. But yeah, I, know I finished I finished the main story. We'll do that on a Patreon yeah, podcast. Yeah. We will talk about it. But we're talking, yeah, yeah. talking about stories and cycles yeah. and stuff like that, but it's, it's, it's those games that just suck the time Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's you a know, real time scene. You've got to sure. invest. You've got to yeah. invest. Can, I, can to. I ask you guys, though, because you guys have completed Fable. Mm. Have you completed it being really good, and have you also completed it being really bad? Uh, it was always good. But it was funny, because like, watching like Craig play it, and just seeing like how you turn into like a Hulkamaniac devil man and like <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. I don't want to be but like the main obviously like James can't talk about the endings because in case people are listening who want to play it through I think it's worth if, if someone's listening and they've kind of dabbled in it before and not gone through the entire thing it's well worth going through the whole story because I yeah. guarantee you'll then want to go and pick up two and three mm. um, or even play the game again play it differently possibly or, or go yeah. through it a different that's way that's the thing yeah. like it does have replayability you know 
Very much so. And, and yeah, I don't want to, you know, as I said, we'd be here for ages with the mm. whole story and we'd spoil the whole thing, which isn't really the point of it. Mm. So, um, but it's, it's well worth going through it. I would say doing it as one and, and then the other. Mm-hmm. Um, you can half ass it and kind of be a little bit good and a little mm. bit naughty, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It just depends on how you feel, I suppose. <laughs> so we said before about, you know, how it was received. We said how much in terms of sales, but what mm-hmm. did it win in terms of awards? Yeah. Best RPG made ever. <laughs> yeah. That's one Peter Molyneux. Peter, Peter, Peter Molyneux yeah, award. Biggest hype ever. <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah. laughs> So in Germany, we've got Game Pro, who in 2005, February 2005, gave it gave it best console RPG in 2004. Mm. That was a reader's vote. Okay, that wasn't actually chosen by a panel. That was actually a reader's vote. Uh, we've got GameSpy in 2004, number 10 Xbox Game of the Year. Mm. Um, <laughs> I love this one and it goes back to the chicken thing as well uh, 2004 GameSpy gave the game the Colonel Sanders Award for the best use of chicken <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even no, sure what other games that's a great award fight, you know I don't know whatever compete with I, that. I can't help but think they maybe made that one up just to <laughs> I'd love to I'm going to go and do a bit of research on that now which other games have received the Colonel Sanders Award <laughs> yeah, for best use of chicken we, we need to know <laughs> We just did it for That's it. Everyone um, needs to know. We've got it won the golden joystick in 2004 as well, Xbox uh, Game of the Year. And this is the contradiction I was telling you about. So if we go back um, briefly to uh, GameSpot, who gave it four out of five, pretty solid score. Yeah, 80%. that translates. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they actually gave it biggest disappointment of the year. What? Now, it's a bit much. I'm not kind of. I'm guessing two different people were on two mm. different days there when they gave those scores. Because how do you give it? Because they were maybe expecting it to get five point five out of five, and they ended up getting <laughs> yeah, but you're only five. one star off the off the yeah. top. Of it. But I suppose if, no, that, if nothing, if they weren't expecting anything else from anything else that year. Then that's going to be the disappointment Still of the year. I, I suppose it's, yeah. if, if it was meant to be that year's big event, isn't it? So yes. if, if you're waiting for that well. year's big event and it doesn't turn out to be a five out of five, yeah. then that's going to be quite disappointing. Well, I, suppose, yeah. I suppose that's it then. If, if, it doesn't, if you're expecting it to yeah. be perfect, then it wasn't. Yeah, well, yeah because Peter Molyneux yeah. said so. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to get him on the show. You might as well delete that email. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah. Retract it. Well, look, I draw the email. I haven't been mean to Pete, we so can't. I'll talk to him. I'll look after him. Yeah. <laughs> you and guys. I love your games. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's a weird one. Um, but I think that they went they went full on there because they basically said, look, it wasn't as mind blowing as maybe mm. it, it was touted to be. And I suppose when again we've said it again, but if the hype was that far up, mm. even if it was one percent off yeah. reaching that hype, it hasn't mm. reached it, has it? I suppose. Therefore, it is. I don't know. Maybe that's there. We go one to chew over. Yeah. Do we think that's fair? There's a question for the socials. Yeah, mm. let us know yeah. when you've heard the pod. Is it fair that it got? Four out of five, and then biggest disappointment. Yeah, of the year. yeah. yeah? let us know. Um, but it did win the Golden Joystick in two thousand four, so mm. you know there is a bit of redemption there. A um, little bit of trivia for you, just to kind of you know t- t- test you here. If you, if you, I mean, some of this is common sense. Some of it is just a bit of a laugh. But during the making, I love this. I love this fact. So during the making mm. of Fable, we know how many people are involved, right? <laughs> a whopping three thousand five hundred and seventy-seven Indian meals. 2,828 Chinese meals and 1,915 pizzas were consumed. Wow. <laughs> so Indians, Indian food's the, the biggest... Three and a half thousand meals. Wow. 
uh, 2.8k Chinese, 1.9k pizzas. <laughs> One, 2,000 pizzas? <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> That is insane. I mean, I you know, I know I like a large maybe to myself when I'm really hungry, but now, I mean, can you imagine the amount of food they were getting through? Um, according to the co-creators Dean and Simon Carter, the storyline of Fable is heavily inspired by the story of the Luck Child from the TV series Storyteller by Jim Henson. Ooh, Jim Henson of The Muppets. I know Jim Henson, yeah, but I yeah, don't know this don't know that so, programme. Um, Worth having a look at that one if you don't know what it is, um, mm. but it was inspired from that. Maybe you can sort of see some similarities mm. there. Uh, the Xbox version of Fable appears in the book 1001 Video Games You Must Play Before You Die by mm. Tony Mott. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, Keith, you haven't done it. You've got to do it. I'm not, dead yet. Says so. no, I'm not <laughs> dead yet. I'm not dead yet. There's still Keith, time. Keith, Keith has to get a Series S and Game Pass and he'll be all right. <laughs> then I can join in. Yeah. Game Pass. Game Pass. The credits for the game are an astoundingly long 18 minutes. Wow. <laughs> now, I don't know. I can't actually remember whether they're skippable or not. If they're not, that's fine. <laughs> Go and make a brew and have some dinner and come back. Yeah. Um, the Mac version, which you've already said, which is crazy, by uh, announced by Feral Interactive was to be released in, in 06 ended up two years later due to licensing issues in 08 mm-hmm. um, originally there was actually a multiplayer mode planned um, four players one hero and three sidekicks would be able to work together um, this component was dropped in March 2004 due to time constraints so regardless of the amount of people they had on this mm-hmm. they had to drop it because mm-hmm. it, uh, it's a shame because I think that yeah. could maybe have worked mm. don't know maybe would that slow the frame rate down even more <laughs> but there we go yeah. <laughs> And so, and so, and so, we come to probably Adrian's favourite part. Back the box. Back of the box. Back of the box. Back of the box. <laughs> now, the funny thing about this is there's about 20 different versions of Back of the Box. So oh, back. my God, it's Back of the Box. <laughs> it's, it's literally, yeah. No, oh, my God, it's continuing. So I've gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's here again. It's like an old rash, yeah? <laughs> Can't get rid of it. So I've gone, I've gone for sort of the European version, yeah. Yeah, which seemed fairly standard. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. For every choice, there is a consequence. Mm. Imagine a world where every choice and action determines what you become, where you evolve in real time based on every little thing you do. Introducing Fable, an RPG action adventure unlike anything you've ever dreamed of. Bold words again. <laughs> evolve in real time. Will you fight for honour and justice or betray the people like Adrian? Uh, sorry, no, sorry. <laughs> Remember that it determines how you look and how others react to you. Never the same game. Like the real world, your decisions allow you to become a different person, be it hero, villain, or anything in between. What do you call something in between? That's what I want to know. A nothing. A nothing. A <laughs> nobody. A, a straight down the middle, yeah? Uh, real reactions. Known for cruel brutality. That's me. Children will run. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> a reputation for heroism and nobility. No, not me. Bathe in the adoration of your fans as you march into town. That's it's quite funny how they follow you. <laughs> they do. And they do this weird thing where they come up and they applaud you for yeah, no nice. reason. Nice. And it's just like that in real life. Oh, like yeah. And they, they, the one that gets me is when they come right up to your face and they go, <laughs> I don't remember them ever helping you in a fight, though. Do they ever help in a fight sometimes? Or well, not? I hired a bodyguard when I was playing it. Oh, okay, yeah, you can do that, can't you? Oh, but okay, I'll fight next time. I yes, don't think you, any you, of your yeah. sycophants can just come and help you. <laughs> no, I think it's more a case of just adoration. They cheer from afar. Um, I'm like, I'm getting slaughtered, guys. He's whacking me around the head. <laughs> Why are you applauding? Adrian doesn't care. Just get a bigger sword. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, 
final thoughts then. So how do we view Fable in, in 2022? So is, is this a game we can go back to and play again happily? Or does it suffer maybe from a bit of nostalgia getting in the way of the actual quality? Mm. Um, would you score the game differently now having revisited it um, versus back in the day? So final thoughts, guys. What do we think now that, you know, we've... we've And also a bit from kind of Keith as well to know about, you know, now you've heard about everything. Yeah, I mean, I've always been intrigued by the idea of it. But yeah, I kind of wonder now having played newer rpgs whether mm. it would feel dated i think it's dated a little bit mm. i think it it doesn't like playing it on a i want to say current gen console it's not current gen console a second to current gen console <laughs> it does look a little bit rough around the edges mm. and it is would you stick with it if you were brand new to say if you were like a like a younger gamer would you just like jump into it and stick with it no, there's load, there's loads of stuff and out there. They're the doing, they're doing the fiddly now. controls. Yeah, this is it. Laid the yeah. groundwork for a lot mm. of those games, like Skyrim and yeah, Witcher Three and that. But it, yeah, it's tricky in the in the, in kind of modern times now because there's there's so much available mm. everywhere. Mm. You you there's just so many titles, whether it be old, new, rehashed stuff, repackaged stuff, brand new games. And I'm not being funny. You look at the like I know we're briefly sort of touching on the you know the very very modern here, but you've got mm. things like Elden Ring that's just come out, yeah. which is like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours mm. yeah. you've got to pour in to kind of get anywhere. And it's yeah, I this is know. like a dumb thing, but like that I, I find the like the menu system a bit clunky now with all the tabs and everything. I know it, it looks yeah. like an old book. I think that's what they sort of went for at the time. Got, I think they've gone for that so as not to make it dated. Like but- a, yeah, but it feels cl- like again like it's yeah. other other games mm. do it better now. The thing where you have to go to the um, the Masters Guild, the, the thing right. and get that like go in that big table thing, go and it's all just yeah. a bit you know the way it's done is clunky. Yeah, it just feels a bit clunky. I, 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 and you I'm always have to go back to the guild and like. Uh, and you do. It's good that you got the teleporty thing. I yeah. think that's quite cool. I think a lot, a lot of games don't do that. Like you have like fast travels. The gates. Yeah. yeah, you have the gates but, as well, don't you? But, like, open like, area. Yeah, but with the fable, it's like Ooh, that's quite cool. I'm like, Ooh. Yeah, teleport it, it, back to the guild. I, I do. I do think that. I do think that had maybe had they kind of thought about that a little differently, they mm. could have ironed out that having to go back to the heroes guild. Yeah. Time. So it's little it's just, things like that that get a bit. Yeah, and you can't like like improve yourself as you go. You have to go to the guild, don't you? You, you have to like, go to that bit in the guild. I'm like, oh, come on, I, just, to the, I want to do it on the fly. The glowy table. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. true because you can't. You want to explore the area, but you think, well, I better get my skills up. Then you kind of yeah. have to get. You're right. Actually, you have to go back right. and then go forward and la, la, it's a bit la, la, back and forth. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, but I mean, I, I, I still love it. I still love yeah, it. Yeah, Adrian, where's, where's your? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see the game through. I'm, I'm, I don't know how far I, I am into it. Just just past the twin blade bit, truthfully. Mm-hmm. So his body's still quite fresh. Mm. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Well, not 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 based on the amount of stuff you've been getting up to, bashing villagers and yeah. rigor mortis hasn't quite set in. <laughs> no. Scaring children away. And so yeah. I, I will see the game through. Um, I'm gonna keep being a badass and a naughty person. I've decided. You need to kick more chickens. Kick more chickens. Kick more chickens. Go and play the chicken game. Yeah. Chicken kicker. Um, and then. Um, I might even think about playing Fable 2. Who knows? But I've, I've enjoyed it so far. Mm. Uh, one thing I think is probably important to mention here is in Fable 2, you actually get firearms in, as well. Mm. So you, there's actually guns available, um, which made it very different mm. when I played that because I was like, wow, this mm. is like... And the the battle then becomes a bit more fast-paced yeah. because you can actually you can actually use you know, a variety of all these different weapons, but mm. you've actually got like musket pistols and... Mm-hmm. You know, rifles and that sort of thing. Could you imagine if Fable Four was set in like today's world, where you had you like a young boy and you had to go through life, make good or evil decisions? God help them. 
Oh, it's, yeah. like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like GTA with morals. Yeah. 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 Wow. And magic. Just give him magic as well. Just add someone. Yeah. GTA Zap with someone magic. at KFC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We would be all at the Cardinal Ward. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken yeah. the game. Yeah. Instead of kicking chickens, you can't do that. Yeah, because they'll be organised. You can, no, no, you can go and kick like a bucket of KFC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, oh, no. think of the carnage. Oh, oh the poor chicken pieces. The poor chicken pieces on the floor. Crazy. He's seen me where there's chicken where there's been chicken on the floor. I mourn. I mourn. That face still haunts me. Oh, the face but still haunts me. You could win another Colonel Sanders award for best use of chicken. Yeah. That's the whole that's the whole reason. So Fable four, please, Xbox. Yeah. Make it for Yeah, I've got to be honest, I, I I'd actually quite look forward to it. Um because well, I like the other three. So not so much the spin-offs, but um, definitely the core games for me were really good. And I, mm. I remember the original fondly. Yes, it's got mm. some quirks. Yes, it's got some mm. bits and pieces. But mm. um, no, do you know what? Overall, great game. And I'm glad you guys have you know experienced it in one way or another. And hopefully Keith gets a chance to get his hands on Maybe it. Maybe one day if I get Game Pass. <laughs> and on that note, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. You can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash arcadeattackuk. Check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots more retro gaming goodness and to delve into our archives. Our podcasts are also available on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review and a rating, we'd really appreciate it. If you'd like to support Arcade Attack, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash arcadeattack which will give you access to exclusive podcasts, interviews and other bonus content. So, until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.